Hello everyone, it's Elliot here and welcome to episode 70 of The Stage You Place, the podcast where I get to chat with those who work behind the scenes in theatre, from writers to directors, producers to stage managers. And on this week's episode, I am chatting with Shilpa T. Highland, who is the director of Wikis, which is currently playing at the Park Theatre in London until the 31st of December. Now, at the point of this episode's release, I'm still yet to see this production, but I'm really excited to hopefully be able to make it down later this December as we are moving into the chilly nights of autumn and getting closer and closer to Christmas. We need stories like Wikis, which is almost like a ghost story, to really get us into the mood as we head into the new year. So I'm really excited for you to hear more about Wikis in this interview with Shilpa T. Highland, which is coming up right now. Hello, Shilpa, and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm good, thank you. In in rehearsals on a Saturday, doing lots of movement, it's very fun. Yes, yeah, we are talking today about Wikis, which is playing at the Park Theatre in the Park 200 space until the 31st of December. Shilpa, you are the director of the production, and like you just said there, you are in rehearsals, you're doing a bit of a movement sequence today. How is everything going so far? It's going good. The, so I'm sure we'll talk about it more in a minute, but the play is set in a lighthouse in 1900. So we've been doing lots of investigating what actually would happen in a lighthouse in 1900, yeah. what all the things would be doing that they'd be occupying their time with. Well, Shilpa, like you say, we are going to talk about wikis today, which is at the Park Theatre. But first of all, what I want to do is I want to ask about you, Shilpa, and how you became a director. So let's go all the way back to when you first discovered theatre and then your journey into becoming a director. Yeah, so as you can probably hear, I'm based in Glasgow, up in Scotland, uh, and that's where I grew up. Uh, and I guess I was always interested in stories and storytelling, read lots of books, um, got taken to the theatre a bit. I got sent to Saturday drama classes, as many people did. And yeah, I just really liked the process of making a story. I think probably like a lot of directors, I wanted to be an actor. Uh, did some rounds of drama school auditions, didn't get in, uh, went off to uni to do history and English lit. Uh And in the Scottish system, you take three subjects in first and second year. So I also did theatre studies, fell in with the um, student theatre lot and ended up doing some more acting. Um, And I actually, a friend of mine wanted to direct a show for the student theatre group, but she didn't want to do it by herself. So she asked if I would co-direct. And that is the very first time that I directed something. And as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, this makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to learn any lines? (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's something about that overall process. Um, And I think the collaborative effort of getting getting to be the person that sort of brings people together um, and uh, sort of facilitating everybody's ideas in the room that I really particularly like about directing. Yeah. And what has been some of your highlights so far as being a director in your career? I think some of my most joyous moments are moments of laughter in the rehearsal room. I think when you get really stuck on a scene and you all have to work together and it's quite hard work, but then you get to the point where you'll agree that it, you you found the solution and you, you've made it work together. Yeah. I think that's yeah. maybe one of the most satisfying things that happens. Yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, you are the director of the piece, but the rehearsal process is the most collaborative 
part of the process because you are all coming up with ideas at the same time and you know you try stuff out and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but it's good to try out everything in the room tell me a little bit about your your style of directing so when you're in a rehearsal room how do you create the safe space for the productions rehearsals it's a really good question. I think honesty. I definitely don't always have all the answers. I go in as prepared as I can be and I quite like to do research around text. But I think for me, there's something about also going in and, and being upfront about the fact that it's a collaborative effort and some of it's going to be difficult sometimes, but we're all sort of in it together. And I'm not dictating what the piece is going to be it is about us finding what is the right version for us as that group of people I mean especially in recent times there's something about encouraging kindness and respect and acknowledging the fact that we can all have difficult lives going on outside the rehearsal room and you can't ignore that you also don't have to overshare yeah I think there's, there's something maybe about just bringing the humanity there for the people making the show together who are sharing those whatever it is, three, four, six weeks together. I don't know the best way of doing it, but it's certainly something I try and do. Yeah, and like you were saying there, so you research the, you know, the topics of the shows. We should say that Wikis is based on a true story about the disappearance of three lighthouse keepers in 1900, which sounds quite chilling and quite mysterious with, you know, such a dark autumn tone, you know, especially with these autumn nights that it will be on at the Park Theatre. What can you tease us about the story and what made you want to direct this particular production? So it is it is still an unsolved mystery of three lighthouse keepers who were working on um, a lighthouse in the Flannan Islands on a tiny island called Ellenmore. It's about as remote as you can get. We looked into we, we all got really excited about the thought that we might get to visit it. But you, ha- you can only get there on a chartered boat or a private helicopter which is not quite in the budget Um, so really really remote you would get the boat from Lewis I think it was a brand new lighthouse so it was built in 1899 and the three men just disappeared which is is really unusual because you're meant to you're meant to stay with the light and keep that light going so that you know for the purpose of lighthouses so that nothing bad happens so it's very unusual for all three men to just have completely disappeared I'd say that the play is kind of inspired by that story it does have some bits of text which are lifted from pe- the people who did the investigation at the time into what had happened to them but then it's it's our imagining of of what those last days might have been yeah and there are some some ghostly vibes i'll say okay. <laughs> as far as spoilers <laughs> go there are some surprising moments i think for me the the keepers kind of come to this lighthouse with ghost stories that they've heard yeah. about things that have happened and those ghosts have a kind of presence there but there's also something for me about the play being the process of those three men becoming ghosts themselves yeah because we kind of know that that they had disappeared from the start and and this play is sort of that transition of their last few days yeah there's a kind of two sorts of ghosting that happen in the show for me so with it being an unresolved mystery and it's still a mystery to today does the production kind of go in a certain direction and saying this may be how they disappeared or do you kind of still leave it open-ended by the end of the show we offer a solution i try and think how to say it without spoiling Spoiling. the end (laughs) but um yeah we we offer a solution but there are some caveats maybe that's how i'll put it 
that's that's a very good way it gets people to watch the production at least that's that's a very good diplomatic <laughs> answer <laughs> but we should say that when I was reading the press release for wikis I read that the production will also explore the negative effects of loneliness and the isolation on mental health when you're dealing with subjects like this and about mental health especially men's mental health within the show and that's obviously a big thing that it's talking about in real life um, how do you go about managing this like open conversation when you're talking about the process of this production? I think it's about being careful about when you're having those conversations in the room and when you're dealing with heavier scenes that people get a break from that as well. Yeah. But also that there are sort of boundaries in place. So, you know, I, I can be quite anecdotal in general, not necessarily about mental health, but but in general as a director. And I guess when it comes to any sort of sensitive topic that comes up in a rehearsal room, then I, I try and be, again, quite open, lay some boundaries down of like that it's it's important that nobody feels like they have to share anything. Again, I don't necessarily know the best way of doing it, but I think that actor training and the industry has quite often encouraged actors to say yes to everything. Yeah. And that is a thing that I think we maybe need to all work together to to be not the case, to give that agency back. It's about being able to have an honest conversation, but also being able to step away from the conversation and to take breaks from the material. Yeah. Final question about wikis before we move on to advice and to the final question of the stage of place. Tell me a little bit about what you want audiences to take away from this production, or maybe what's your ideal kind of like audience interaction that you would love from watching the production? I think on one hand, it's very much a ghost story for Christmas type vibes. I love a, a sort of like round the roaring fire, listen to a ghost story. Yeah. I think that kind of spookiness can be very fun. And so maybe bringing that attitude of having a little bit of fun with the with the spookiness that's there and enjoying the us sort of creeping towards scary moments. But also I think within that, spookiness there's a very human story about three guys that are just doing a job and it happens to be in a very remote place they're very of 1900 and they do a very specific job but I think there are lots of obvious parallels with recent times I guess I kind of hope that people will fall in love a little bit with those characters which I definitely have as we've we've started to explore them but then also be up for enjoying the spooky vibes yeah, it's really exciting, like we say, yeah, that chilling story round a roaring fire in the autumn, you know, coming into Christmas. It's quite nice and everybody loves that type of thing. So it does sound like Wikis is going to be just like the perfect autumn seasonal nights in a theatre, just completely, you know, engrossed with the production itself. Shilpa, thank you so much for talking about the production. I want to move on to talk about advice that you may have now. So if younger directors are listening to this episode what advice would you give to them coming into this industry I think yeah read read plays see plays obviously I can because I'm based up in Scotland I can't speak so much to what's going on in London I benefit a lot from just having coffees with people getting advice from people that were already doing the job and I've found that people can be quite generous with their time in that way but there's something about yeah finding people that are a bit ahead of very far ahead of you or maybe just a little bit ahead of you to get advice from yeah. um, and finding peers who you can maybe make work with I did quite a lot of making sort of shoestring fringe doesn't cost any money theatre 
with peers that were at the same level of learning as me and then assisting on other jobs getting into rooms even just observing other directors even if you're not there as the assistant can be hugely useful and as much as to know what you don't want to do as to know what you might maybe do want to do and also I think there's something to be said for letting yourself have time for whatever other creativity in your life feeds your general creative practice I really found in lockdown was fortunate enough to be able to take some time to do other creative things that have nothing to do with directing that I just really enjoy doing I was sort of re-reminded of how important it is to nurture ourselves maybe not only be creative when you're under duress making a show (laughs) and let's talk about obviously you were saying there at the beginning of that answer about reaching out and grabbing coffees with other creators how would you go about reaching out how would you say when you started off reaching out to those creators because I guess directors may be listening to this episode and going that's great like I would love to reach out to creators but how do I actually do that like how how did you go about that in the early stages for me it was a mixture of going to things like workshops and then meeting um, people there that was probably more for meeting peers but also just writing to theatre companies whose work that I like asking if there were any shadowing opportunities assisting opportunities and then looking out for opportunities specific companies run as well it is useful to go in with a specific question or thing that you want to know about so it's not kind of like can I have a general conversation and then it's all a bit awkward when you get there well Shilpa thank you so much for that piece of advice and I'm sure listeners tuning into this episode will take that on board if they want to move into directing or any other creative aspects I think networking is super important no matter what kind of part of this industry that you're in so I think it's super important to talk about that and how we can reach out to other creatives Shilpa we're going to move over to the final question now of the stagey place and I know that you've listened to previous episodes of the stagey place so you may already have an idea of what your answer may be but it is of course the title of this podcast and that is the stagey place and what I love to know from all of my guests is where their stagey place is so Shilpa this could be the theatre that you grew up with the theatre that inspired you it could even be a person maybe that inspired you to be in this industry it could be a theatre or a venue that has housed a production that you have directed or maybe it's a theatre which you just absolutely love for the work that they produce or it could not even be a theatre itself we've already come up with the idea that it could be a person but it could also be a place maybe where you are reading the plays that are inspiring you to maybe direct future productions out there in the industry so Shilpa reveal to us whereabouts Mm -hmm. is your stagey place I'm gonna cheat and do two so one is a person one is um Mona Keeling who is my uh, uh, a teacher that I did Saturday classes with at what was RSAMG back back then it wasn't the first drama class that I went to it was the point at which I started to go oh I think maybe I'd quite like to do this and I didn't even know that it was directing then I just wanted to do something with theatre but I think maybe she said later on that that made a lot of sense for how I sort of behaved in, in classes but she was just a very inspiring person and a really nurturing environment to be in. And the other would be the Tron Theatre in Glasgow, which is probably the theatre that I go most to and the theatre that I saw a lot of work in when I was in my undergrad. And again, when I was first starting to think about directing, but it's where I find a, a community. And I think that's the other thing is making yourself feel a part of the industry by finding 
your local community, whatever that might mean to you. So for me, that was exactly uh, writers, actors, designers that were at the same level as me. We all didn't know what we were doing and we were just starting out, but we could go and see shows together at this theatre and and chat in the bar afterwards and wonder what on earth is going to happen to us. (laughs) That's where that community is for me. Yeah, well, Shilpa, that sounds amazing. I love the idea of the Tron Theatre and also picking a person as your stage place as well is really inspiring. I think, you know, we see a lot of celebrities sometimes always get surprised by like their previous like dance teacher or drama teacher. And it's always the person that's really inspired them. So it's lovely to hear about somebody that has inspired you with the industry that you are in today. Shilpa, we have been talking about Wikis today, which is playing at the Park Theatre until the 31st of December. I'm really hoping that I could come and see this production because I love the whole chilly evening nights in autumn, just, you know, sat around listening to a ghost story. And even now, I didn't know that it was still an unresolved mystery. So it sounds even more exciting that, you know, you could watch a play like this and then research more about it afterwards which which is exactly what I would do if I was coming to see Wikis <laughs> this autumn so I'm really hoping that I can see it but Shilpa once again thank you so much for joining me on the stagey place today so lovely to meet you thanks for having me and there we go that was my interview with Shilpa T Highland the director of Wikis which is currently playing at the Park 200 at the Park Theatre in London until the 31st of December. You could hear my excitement in that interview about potentially going to see this show. I spoke about it in the intro. I'm very excited to hopefully be able to make it later in December. If you've been able to catch the production and you've listened to this episode after watching the show, do let us know what you thought about the production over on our social media at The Stagey Place on Instagram and Twitter. And that's all for this week's episode. So thank you so much for joining me once again to hear my interviews with those who work backstage in this industry. And until I hear from you next, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.